Chapter Nineteen of Grandpa's Darlings by Pansy. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Nineteen Argument. We sat in Mamma's room, Gracie and I. Gracie was sewing, making a basque for her dolly out of crimson velvet and trimming it with gold-covered satin that is the crimson velvet was a bit of bright red calico and the gold-covered satin was some yellow thread i was making a basque for myself the material being not quite so nice as gracie's it was nothing but simple grenadine occasionally gracie paused in her sewing to take long looks out of the window and say wouldn't it be so nice auntie bell to see papa coming down the walk this minute i think he will come to-morrow i was foolish enough to imagine that she really understood when to-morrow was and would be disappointed at his not coming so i said papa will not come to-morrow darling the very first that we can hope to see him will be on thursday two days more no she said with great positiveness he will come to-morrow i felt like arguing and so continued no gracie there will have to be two more days and two more nights and then he will come two days is one she said with all the dignity of a judge and as if that settled the question for all future time how grandpa laughed when i told it to him several weeks after as we sat together in the twilight and i tried to call together all the pretty and funny things that i had heard gracie say on purpose to feed his hungry loving heart it seems to me i can hear his laugh this minute then he said i've heard people argue in that way precisely people who are more than three years old too why we were talking about going to heaven mr stewart and i and on such an important subject as that he talked in just about that way but i was going to tell you what gracie said i gave over trying to convince her that papa would not come to-morrow and said why do you want him to come so badly is it because you want to see him why of course she said that is one reason but i don't know but i could wait one more day for that but i do so need my new parasol the sun is so very hot and i have to take so many walks and it seems to me that i shall faint away to-morrow if i don't have it if he knew that i suppose he would come to-night don't you think so he might i said trying to look properly sober but i thought you had a parasol to go down street with do you mean that old green cambric thing she said looking at me with utter contempt i nodded my head why auntie bell she said why that looks dreadful that may be but after all it keeps the sun off i thought it was because you were afraid you would faint now thought i my little lady i do believe you are caught not a bit of it she looked thoughtful for a minute then she said well don't you think that silk is a good deal cooler than cambric it feels ever so much cooler so soft and nice this new one is to be of silk you know blue silk lined with gold color 
and with a beautiful red tassel right on the top and i know that it will keep me cooler this was such a funny argument that i didn't undertake to answer it except with a laugh after a little she said if he shouldn't come to-morrow i most know he will but if he shouldn't then i think he may send it to me how could he send it i asked there is no one to bring it why auntie bell he could send it on the cars put it on you know and let it come don't you know the cars come here ever so many times a day but your parasol isn't going to have feet is it how can it get up and get off the cars when they stop here she looked at me in great astonishment why auntie bell don't you know about the conductor there is a conductor on every car and papa could just put the parasol in his hand and tell him to bring it to me but how in the world would the conductor know who you were or where you were he couldn't leave his cars to hunt you up she gave me a look of almost contempt as she said i don't see how a big lady can know such a little bit about things don't you know that papa could write my name on the parasol he would roll it up you know and tie a paper all around it and then the conductor would leave it down there at the depot and i would go down and say is there a parasol here for me done up in a roll and then the man would hand it out well what if the conductor should never leave it at the depot but should carry it away off home with him and you should never hear of it again she looked indignant and spoke sharply my papa would never give my parasol to a naughty wicked conductor he would pick out a good one i was trying to have the last word so i said but he might think it was a good man and after all he might be bad he might be very much tempted you know suppose he should say to himself now i presume this little girl has ever so many nice things her papa looked like a man who would be apt to get her all she wanted and there is my little jane away out there in our house who can't have nice dresses and books and who never had a parasol in her life how delighted she would be to have this i shouldn't wonder if that little gracie knew how few things my little girl has she would say mr conductor take this parasol right along to her i have so many things that i never shall miss it in the world she was still for several minutes and i could see that little jane's sad condition had worked upon her tender little heart at last she said in a low voice i don't think my papa would give it to a man with a little girl named jane that hadn't any parasol at all and never had one in her life i think i'm most sure he would pick out a man who had no little girl but what if there isn't any such man oh but i'm sure there must be they haven't all got little girls of course not but don't you hope they have just think how dreadful it must be not to have any little girl to love and to bring things how very very lonesome the poor man would be he might have a woman to live with him a mamma you know and then he wouldn't be lonesome let us see about that your papa has a mamma to live with him 
but can you imagine how lonely he would feel if he should come home some evening and find you gone away and that you were never to come back again that was a troublesome question she sat perfectly still and sewed away on her basque in silence i laughed softly it was the first time i had ever worsted her in an argument but she really seemed to have nothing to say i was mistaken half a dozen long stitches and she returned to the charge but auntie bell don't you know that people who have never had any little girls don't like them a bit they think they make a noise and are in the way and they look cross at them i would have a man who had never had any little girls in his life and then he wouldn't want any and he wouldn't want the parasol at all i do hope papa will find him and send it to-morrow i put down my sewing and laughed loud and long much to gracie's surprise there is one person that i have decided never to try to have an argument with i said to mamma who came in just then i am sure to get the worst of it or at least i never get the last of it and you know that is what arguers are always after she is sure to get up an answer to everything however i did try it again a great many times it used to amuse me so much to hear her explain things once when we were at the water cure we spent a long three months there her mamma and i and some funny things happened that i will tell you at some other time this talk that i am going to give you we had the evening before we left there we had been packing all the afternoon and were tired i think i was a little bit cross gracie lay on the bed pretending to study the railway guide she had been flying back and forth to the room of one of her particular friends for the last half hour and had come for the guide for them to study auntie bell she said do you know the way we are to go on the cars to-morrow i can show you all about it miss clifton and i found it all out in the guide see we go to binghamton and then we go to corning and we stop there twenty minutes i was just in the mood to be contradictory so i said not a bit of it ma'am you and miss clifton will have to study your lessons over again we don't even go through corning why she said so gracie answered fixing her great blue eyes on me in surprise can't help that it is a mistake we go the other way not anywhere near corning then i said in undertone to the mamma i do wonder how she will get over that she will never own herself to be mistaken i wasn't left long in doubt after a few minutes of earnest thought she said gravely i see how it is i wonder that i didn't think of it before auntie bell see here i can explain it to you miss clifton is what people call far-sighted and this little road down here that we go on she didn't see at all because it was so near to her i saw at once that we were more than twenty minutes away from corning but she didn't see it at all and it is just because she is so far-sighted now i want to know if you ever heard of any one who could give a queerer reason than that for having her own way she is a genius said grandpa when we told it over to him 
a perfect genius for getting out of small places and making herself out to be right it is a dangerous talent there is a crazy man who has been around the streets this summer giving lectures he says over a great many bible verses he seems to know the bible by heart and he repeats these verses that are about a great many different things and says they are all about ladies wearing hoops he says all these verses say they ought not to do so i asked him once how he connected all those verses so that they meant the same thing and he said he did it by drawing his pencil down one side and making a mark all around them after all he makes as good use of his bible verses as a great many people do who are not crazy his reasoning reminded me of gracie's dear me i said i must certainly tell gracie that the way she reasons reminds you of a crazy man she will not be so proud of it after that grandpa looked searchingly at me the reasoning of a great many people reminds me of him he said at last the other day i heard somebody say that if it was right for mary holmes to get angry and make such a talk as she had it was right for her and she shouldn't try to keep from talking about it any more what do you think of that reasoning now as that somebody of whom he spoke was myself you can imagine that my cheeks were a bit red but after a minute like gracie i tried hard to take my own part well i said she is a church member and what is right for her is right for me is that verse in the bible asked grandpa and i laughed a little and had no answer to make i have often wondered what gracie would have found to say if she had been there i am certain that she would have made some answer End of chapter nineteen